Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Pet Business Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Eliza, and I am excited to be here with you during this wonderful but very busy holiday season. Are you hiring? I am. It feels like I'm always hiring lately, or at least always sourcing. It's been a tough time for small businesses, and we're seeing many of them closing or curtailing their hours due to simply not having enough people to work. It's a hugely busy time for pet sitting businesses with lots and lots of visits. Finding, hiring, and keeping great people can make this stressful time even more so. Today, I want to talk about the different types of pet sitters. You don't just need to hire pet sitters. You need to hire the right kind of pet sitters. It's going to be an amazing show, so give the dog a bone and the kitty some catnip, and let's dive right in. Hi, everyone. I am going to apologize. I am getting this podcast episode out a little bit late. Uh, I normally try to put these out on the first of the month, and obviously it is not the first of the month. But the craziness of the holidays has, um, as I'm sure it has been with many of you, a little bit overwhelming. But I am here and I am with you and I understand that it's a tough time for everyone and hopefully you can find a little bit of space to carve out for yourself during these holidays. If you've ever been a pet sitting business owner for any length of time and you're not a solopreneur, this is specifically for those folks out there who are not solopreneurs, you've encountered a variety of different pet sitting employee candidates. Some of them you've hired, some you've steered clear of, Some of the new hires have worked out great, but some have been a bit of a disappointment or maybe a big disappointment. The ones who have been a disappointment may have quit early on in their employment or they may lack the commitment to your business that you were hoping for in your sparkly new employee. Whatever the reason behind your disappointment with them, there is a way to avoid this post-hire remorse. It's all about setting expectations, your expectations on what type of person you're looking for in your job candidates. The first question to answer is what kind of candidates are there out there? I'm not talking about personal characteristics like punctuality, attention to detail, caregiving, or customer service skills. These are important and you should spend some time thinking about them, but that's a topic for another day. I'm talking about your candidate's role in your organization. Pet care candidates can be divided into three main buckets. I'm going to go through each of these buckets, these three buckets, and we're going to talk about some pros and cons for each type of candidate. The first bucket, number one, is hobby sitters. These are the people who want to take care of animals for the pure joy of it. They don't need the money, but they want to do something to stay busy, and earning some extra money while they they do is an added bonus for them. Some pros about this group of pet sitters is they are likely terrific caregivers and they care deeply about the pets they're in charge of. They will go out of their way to spend extra time with the pets and provide a service that goes above and beyond for your clients. One of the cons, however, though, is they will likely check out when the going gets tough. Pet sitting is hard. A lot of people don't realize this if they haven't done it a lot or done professional pet sitting, but it's hard. Yes, we play with dogs and cats, but we also spend a lot of time driving, dealing with challenging animals and humans, and cleaning up messes. The hobby sitter didn't sign up for these hassles. 
and may quit when they realize the job is harder than they expected. The next group of sitters are part-time sitters. This is by far the largest bucket of sitters. These are the people who have another job that's likely their primary source of income, and they're looking for a secondary job to supplement this primary, primary income by doing something they feel would be fun and meaningful. If they don't have another job, they usually have a partner or spouse who's providing the family's primary income, so they're looking to supplement that. Pros about part-time pet sitters. They are more stable than hobby sitters, and they'll likely put up with more of the negative aspects of the job because while they love animals, they are in the job for money. A con about part-time pet sitters is that this is not their primary source of income, and because of that, they may be more likely to quit if something better comes along. The primary job provides stability and a steady paycheck, so they feel freer to jump from one secondary job to another if they feel like it's a better offer. And the third category are career sitters. This is the smallest bucket of sitters. These are the people who do nothing but pet sitting. It's their primary and sole source of income. The reason this is the smallest bucket is that, quite honestly, it's difficult to make this work from a financial perspective. The pros for this group are, if you can provide them with enough hours to make a living and a fair wage, they will have the best longevity. They'll be much more likely to take the good, the bad, and the ugly that comes with the job and persevere. They know they're in it for the long haul and they understand that the job will have its ups and downs just like any other job. A con for this group is it's often very difficult for pet sitting company owners to provide enough hours to these people to keep them. There's inherent variability in the demand for pet sitting, especially for less established companies. Economic conditions and seasonal variability have a large impact on the number of clients and jobs. It's difficult for a business owner to guarantee X number of hours per week to a sitter, and it's difficult for someone who depends on this income to manage this variability. The second question to ask yourself is, which type of sitter do you want to attract? It's tempting to say, I want only part-time sitters, but think twice about this. Strong companies have a variety of different types of people, some new, some senior, some fully dedicated, some only partially dedicated, each type of person brings something different and needed to the table. You have different types of clients, so it only makes sense to have different types of sitters to best meet their needs. The best answer to this question is some of each type of sitter. This may not be an equal one-third and one-third and one-third, one of each type of sitter, but ideally, it's a good idea to have all of them represented. You will need to take a look at your business and decide what works best for you. A very mature business, for example, may not be able to support more career sitters in addition to hobby and part-time sitters. A new business may only be able to support hobby sitters. And the third and final question is, how do you attract the kind of sitters you want? It's not as simple as placing a generic job announcement and waiting for the ideal candidate to respond. Just like you've spent time defining and targeting your search for your ideal customer, you need to do the same in your hunt for the ideal sitter. For hobby sitters, remember that these folks aren't in it for the money. They want to occupy their time and they think pet sitting will be fun. They find joy in caregiving and they want to give back. Retired people who spent their careers in caregiving jobs, such as nursing or childcare, really work well. 
target your job post to these types of people and go to where they hang out. Job targeting area ideas might be AARP office bulletin boards, animal rescues or animal charities, or senior Facebook groups. For part-time sitters, remember these are the people who are in it for the money, but not as a primary source of income. They simply want to supplement their family's income and do something interesting in the process. Veterinary technicians, moms, and college students really fit this bill. A couple of job targeting ideas go to college bulletin boards or talk to veterinary offices to ask for recommendations or seek out mom Facebook groups. And for career sitters, remember these are the serious folks who are looking for a company that they like and feel they can be with long term. They are true professional pet care givers, so look for them in the professional arenas. A few job targeting ideas might be looking in places like LinkedIn or professional job boards like Indeed.com or ZipRecruiter. Once you do attract a potential candidate, make sure that you're asking the right questions in the interview process. Questions like, what are your long-term goals and how much money do you need to make in this position will help ferret out which type of candidate they are. Getting crystal clear on what type of candidate you want for your company will save a lot of heartache and expense down the road. Spend some time on answering these questions on the front end, and you won't regret it, I promise. That's our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, I would love it if you'd leave me a review on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And if you're ready to take the plunge and launch your own pet business, Or if you feel a bit stagnated and want to take your existing pet business to the next level, then reach out to me for a free strategy planning session at www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog forward slash coaching. That's www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember you always have a choice. Don't forget to choose happiness.